Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Talica. This is your host, Tom Kui here, and we are here with my beloved Saint Anger. We are tackling the unnamed feeling. I guess one of the more palpable tracks from the record, and a song that even kind of diehard Saint Anger haters will admit it's kind of alright, you know, and kind of tolerable. And we're going to discuss that today with the guest, just before we get into the guest and the song. Please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Um, if you enjoy the show and want to give back to the show, you can support us in many ways. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon as well. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Gucciano Getnit for becoming a patron the other day. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And essentially what you get there is an RSS feed of episodes like this. Every episode goes on there first. So you get sort of premium access to that. And, you know news on in-progress projects and, you know, ability to give feedback and things and whatever. And, you know, just to help out the show in general, I do really appreciate that. Also, just go back through the archives as well. We're nearing the end of this original run, and I'm sure there's tons of episodes you haven't heard, or maybe ones you remember enjoying or disliking, you just want to kind of talk to yourself. So go back and check those out. Support us on YouTube, Spotify, all that sort of stuff. Now, uh, I'm joined by someone that I've had on the show before. We tackled The Small Hours, and now we are tackling an original. We are tackling The Unnamed Feeling. Michael, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, Tom. How you doing? If I remember correctly, you're in um, Sabbath Tribute, right? That is correct. Yeah, Black Sabbath Tribute Band. I'm the singer. Have you gigged recently, or...? Uh, you know, truth be told, we got a gig tonight. In about wow. seven hours from now, I'll be on stage. Holy shit. So it's going to be uh, good. You caught me on a very busy, active day. <laughs> And that that spanned their whole career? Like, do you do any Dio tracks, or is it purely Ozman? You know, n- not yet. We've been tossing that around. Uh, but currently, we're just sticking the Ozzy for no real particular reason. I guess you just got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to probably move on. A couple couple other tracks, not on the Ozzy selections, have been tossed around. But right now, it's strictly Ozzy. Now, um, say Anger as an album. Yes. Is it to you your yes. most hated Metallica record? Do you have a fondness for it? Where do you stand? Oh, God, Tom. I... I have so many mixed emotions on this song today. I'll just start right there. But uh, it is um, the the album itself. It, it um, well, I don't want to throw any spoilers out, but yeah, it ranks pretty low. Okay, in my okay. collection. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, not one of my favorites. It's still not one of my favorites. But we're not going to tackle that the entire album, just the mm-hmm. song, right? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what? So you, you know, at the time then of Saint Anger dropping the record and encountering it as a fan, do you have any specific memories attached to the unnamed feeling? Any recollections from when you first encountered it? Um, the song itself, I remember. Well, when Saint Anger came came out in uh, what was it, two thousand oh three, two thousand three? I remember being very excited for it. Um, I was kind of needing some Metallica. I remember. I think their double garage album was out before that. And then, uh, you know, the loads and then, uh, which I didn't really care for. So I was kind of interested, intrigued. And then (sighs) waiting for some heavy music from Metallica. And then I think the thing, the uh, first thing I saw was their video. I think it was France. I think it was St. Anger. I don't recall. That's the first exposure I got. Yes, the prison one, the prison one. And I was, I was intrigued. I enjoyed that it was heavy. It was a little down tuned guitars, which was different from them. But I can't say I was totally turned off. I kept, I uh, I wanted to jump back on the Metallica train, so I did, and then, um, uh, but you know, by the time the single rolled around with unnamed feeling, I was I was off. I was mm. this is not for me at all. Um, I, I I got the album and I it was a hard it was a hard swallow, Tom. It's very hard <laughs> swallow. Um, so the unnamed feeling for me, I, I heard it and then I kind of threw the album aside for a good decade and I didn't listen to it because it was just so off-putting to me. 
And I got to say, I've listened to this song more times in my life in the last few days <laughs> than, I, than I thought I ever would. But here we are. But here we are. You know, the song begins with these open note chugged, uh, kind of foraging. James almost feels like he's sniffing, exploring. You know, what What do you make of the sound of the guitar? Because he's a real prime example of the, 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 the viscera, the guts of this rhythm. Yeah, um, well, I dig it, you know, after um, getting back into it, when it starts off really raw, it's like, you know, it's curious almost. It doesn't quite know what it's doing. It feels like it's kind of self-expressing. It's it's really quite compelling. Yeah, it actually is. You know, um, I, 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 I really kind of enjoy the start because I think when you take it as a song as the whole, I think it really sets up the song nicely. Yeah. It builds very well, and then the other, um, the other guitar comes in, just hitting the little notes, the ar- little arpeggio oh, there, yeah. the little riff, and and then the drums build in, and um, I, I like the way it starts off. Yeah, as a whole, it's a great, great start for the song. Yeah, like. A lot of the Death Magnetic and Hardwired tunes, the song is too long. I know I always say this, people, but it is because it just repeats mm-hmm. certain ideas in certain ways. It doesn't really need to happen, but it also makes good use of things. It also is intelligently constructed. And you mentioned that uh, arpeggio. That yes. It's so effective and it used throughout the song. James will sing over it in multiple different cadences and melodies and it keeps bouncing back and you know it is almost this unnamed thing it's like the way it keeps getting used i love it but to me just primarily in the intro having that chug and having the arpeggio above it's just a testament to the beauty of music isn't it where you have these two disparate ideas together and combined they're they're propositioned entirely differently like it's so confrontational this intro in a way so pensive yeah, I mean, I like the way you say that. I mean, taking, you know, it, it's definitely a, um, a, a, a celebration kind of, of of how what you can do with music. Mm-hmm. You start off just real heavy, real down there, and then you got up here, and then the bass kind of comes in, yeah. kind of helps build. And um, yeah, I can, I can appreciate it. There's a lot of songs on this album that just kind of, oof. But this is a great beginning. So, you know, starting off there is a success. Yeah. Um, you know what I don't really care for though is is if I must say is I don't really like the vocal line that uh, you know I don't want to get too far ahead I'll, I'll mm-hmm. let you kind of guide the song sure I don't get too far sure ahead, sure so. sure kind of there's lots of different things going on in this intro not only is it the arpeggio and, and and the main kind of chunk there but there's also kind of mm-hmm. other different direct kind of it's hard to it's hard to kind of accentuate that but the different directions that certain chugs go in in on top of James and and the drums as you say as well and then we get into yeah. the bum 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 you know so simple bum. there really yeah three damn notes and they this is kind of one of my problems slightly i love it don't get me wrong but you feel i'm really ringing it for meaning like we get about 30 odd seconds of this riff when maybe after a solo or something in a breakdown this happens but i don't i don't think in an intro i don't think before the verse kicks in really for me uh it doesn't really do it for you no i just it's a bit too long i think it is long however i do think they do a nice job like with every two bars or so uh something else is changing I think it's simple, but mm-hmm. uh, you know the bass will come in, or the Lars will will change up his beat, or you'll hear that one. You know when James comes in with that uh, muted vocal line to start off the song with. Yeah. Um, I kind I kind of like it. I think it's okay. I mean, granted, the song's over seven minutes, but 
I think the beginning is a little bit of, it's a success. Oh, yeah. I think there's enough that keeps me interested after multiple listens, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of power to that sequence, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, the, there's a grandness to it that, that I do really enjoy. Getting into that James vocal line, that been here before, um, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that, you know, that is really throwing down the gauntlet to Metallica fans in 2003. That is saying that, yes, oh, God. we, we yeah. are embracing new metal. Like, this is... It, I mean, it's in both ways. The corniest moment on the album, like not only in terms <laughs> of lameness, but in terms of like you know freak on a leashness. Dude, I, I love that you said that. I I wrote the exact same thing in my notes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like too. It's like too on the nose. Like of yeah, what's going on at the time. It's really, like yeah, it's probably their like, most new try, metal moment see, I, ever. Yeah, I see Bob Rock or wh- whoever was producing this exact moment. Just go. Just do it. It's it's <laughs> it's a thing right now. We can yeah. do this. Give it a try. And honestly, I didn't know what he was saying for a long... No, I had to look neither. at the lyrics. I just was kind of... I was making up my own, like, oh, yeah. like it was scatting. I didn't realize he was actually yeah, saying anything. Madness. So I looked yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm not even joking. I didn't know what it was until, like, three days ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I no. didn't either. I just thought it was like... <laughs> I don't know, some scratching. But nonetheless, it's been here before, which is the next... The beginning of the first verse line. So Yeah, yeah. Which that... honestly been here... I think it's a little... I think it's a little lazy. It's not. Yeah. He could have. There's, there's, there's other words I think he could have thrown in there than been here before. But you know what? I wasn't there. I wasn't writing the song. Agreed. No, agreed. So yeah, agreed. it's a little definitely new metal. It's definitely new metally. Certainly, certainly. And I mean, it anchors it somewhat because it's the first line of the main verse. But but yeah, just that being yeah. here before. I mean, the reason I say it's so new metally is I guess that real because re- it is. Well, yeah, I mean it is. But like in the terms of guitar, <laughs> real repetitive, monotonous kind of you know pull off sort of thing, like almost like a sludgy backwards fuel. And but the vocals especially, like it's, it's Static X out here, like Jesus. Right, <laughs> right, it's Static X, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were touring with the guys, probably. Yeah, yeah, there's probably some influence, yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned lyrics before. Lyrics to this song are hot and cold to me. Some of them I find, you know, quite quite kind of deep, and I can ponder them. Um, can you help me be uncrazy is unforgivable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uncrazy? Like, is that even a word? Yeah, like? uncrazy. Uncrazy. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even rhyme. Not that they have to rhyme, but you got yeah. you got to get a little... I mean, I think James is kind of... Once you deep dive into his lyrics, you find a lot of this, the James-isms, where he kind of just makes up <laughs> yeah. or, or reverses a word, throws in un or, right, you, right. you know, sure. It's kind of part of his James charm, but it's pretty, it's not not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, completely yeah. agree. That always really stuck in my craw. Uncrazy. Yeah. And can even help if, me be uncrazy. Even if grammatically it made sense, can you help me not be crazy? It's still shit. Like, you know, still kind of pretty senseless nonsense. And uh, yeah, don't don't really appreciate that. But sonically, I do like this song. And the melody in the verses from James, um, like a lot of say anger, quite theatrical, quite playful, inquisitive. Sure. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're they're cool. They're fun uh, and, and dark at the same time. You know, he's kind of to me, these lyrics are kind of he's bouncing around in his head. I mean, that's pretty well documented on, the, yeah. you know, the, the documentary. But uh, I get a sense of him just writing whatever comes off the top of his head and in a sense the lyrics don't work for me in that way because i don't see them as lyrics to a song rather they're like spoken word like i genuinely Mm. see a man sitting down writing lyrics on a pad of paper with a pencil when i hear these lyrics like they need a little sheen to them they need a little polishing in my for my taste they're a little too on the nose totally totally yeah yeah there's no real yeah 
there's no real shadow or shade there. It is just quite, quite, quite blatant and out in the open. And um, yeah, you know, uh, as it moves on, you know, I, I do think Hetfield gives a really good performance here. And um, it, uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of the um, rhythm section, like a lot of people talk about Lars's drum sound. I don't think it's really that bad here in this song at all. No, he keeps it very simple, so it's not uh, in your face. Whereas, I mean, the beginning of the album starts off with just like good, 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 constantly. And this was, this is, um, there's definitely a different vibe of this song. I feel after listening to the album as a whole, it's a little, it's it's softer drum wise. Um, but you know, when it kicks in, it kicks in. But it's not the Lars show at all. I think he really kind of delivers a nice, uh, a nice. Uh, outing with this one for mm-hmm, drums mm-hmm. yeah towards yeah, the more yeah he lets the lyrics he lets the lyrics speak um for better or for worse but i think yeah it's great yeah yeah, yeah. He, he gets his voice heard more towards the outro that kind of trash canning uh moment there but the the, the, <laughs> the, the, the pre-chorus uh michael it comes yeah. alive you know especially mm-hmm. hetfield's little you know he's really kind of like right. reggie now like that that's the hetfield of old like what would you make of that section you know what tom i want I want so bad to like this because I just love Metallica. And so I, I feel like I'm trying to like jam like a 10 size shoe into a nine and a half size. Yeah. You know, my, my foot's a little bit bigger than the shoe. I'm jamming and I'm trying to make it work, trying to make it feel good. But this is just obnoxious. I kind of don't, I don't, yeah. I don't want to hear him doing this stuff. It's not the James that I want. You die a little more. I mean, it's kind of catchy after the hundredth time you hear the song. Sure. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It's no good. No, no. It's funny you say that because I said before on the show. You know, there's something called the bounce theory, uh, which I'm kind of pioneering. Bon Jovi's album Bounce. Don't know if you've heard it. Okay. Okay. Uh, No, I've terrible, terrible. 2002. Kind of familiar with it, but haven't heard it. Yes. They're sort of post 9/11 album in many ways. Uh, Deals with a lot of those issues. Um, But 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 yeah. Anyway, it was one of the first albums I had on my iPod by virtue of my cousin. So I listened to it yeah. thousands of times, and if you, it, to me, it's like Sergeant Pepper's, e- even though it's fucking awful. You know what I mean? It's just so, right, right, right. Like that. It's weird how that can happen with songs, right? Yes, yes. Especially this album. I mean, the album. If you listen <laughs> to this over and over and, and nothing else, you're gonna find something to like, or you're gonna go. Look, crazy. I, I like this record. Right. I do like, but but yeah. I do. I but also I get what you're saying. Though I totally understand that. Um, because there is yeah. a certain dunderheadedness. There is a certain audio monotony. Like it's quite an exhausting <laughs> record. Uh, it's hard to love it is not fun I've only listened to this album through once Mm -hmm. I can't do it even when I want some Sanger songs I'm gonna three max and I'm out right (laughs) would you you make of the chorus that we dip into for the first time here you know playing against that arpeggio and and the melody itself well the first time I enjoy it Um, it, it, as far as the whole song goes I like the first couple times you hear the chorus it's really it's really understated and then it comes back in with like some nice nice riffing and another verse and then when it kicks in in like the four and a half minute when you finally get that release or that like oh it comes alive and all the yeah, instruments yeah. are firing hard like i i like that that's kind of a nice ooh this is what i've been waiting for so in essence i i enjoy when the understated verses uh choruses are there only because I know later I'm gonna get I'm gonna get what I want. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I agree. I think the moment when it all crashes down, um, you know, towards the end of the song, like you say, is just uh, I don't know. It's a real invigorating moment, really, and you sort of get your want there, and it just feels like the band gonna have that muscular metallicness behind the Saint Anger aesthetic, and it melts together yeah. really, really yeah. well. Absolutely, which mm. is why I say this song 
it, it works structurally. And even even what the lyrics are in essence about is like this feeling, this come it's coming at you. And it's, it's just this slow build and even it's it's uncomfortable to listen to. And then we finally get that verse with a heavy uh, instrument. It's like, oh, yeah, it, it hit us. It's here. The feeling's on top of us. And then the, the rest of the song is I find is the most interesting part of the song, really, from four and a half minutes, the last two minutes or whatever. Yeah. I, I like it. I like that. But it takes the beginning four and a half minutes to get there. So I think I think it's a well-structured, well-written song in that essence in a song sense. In a compositional sense. Do, do you find it interesting that in the second verse, I'm frantic in your soothing arms is the first lyric? <laughs> yeah, I think he drops like a frantic in my world. A couple other titles in the album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's sure. Again, it's, I mean, I, I hate to say lazy because obviously he was just going through some stuff and needed to write down, I'm frantic in your soothing arms. I cannot sleep in this down-filled world. It, down, what a down-filled it's world! It's amateurish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess he just got tired of writing, and it's like I gotta write something down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it, it's an artistic license to just say whatever you want to, really. Yeah. You know how many lyrics have we all sang? We don't even really know what we're singing about. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, sure. I mean, there's no th- thesaurus in this guy's, you know, area when he's writing. <laughs> and he crossed my heart and hope not to die as well. It's like James, come on, right, right, he, <laughs> James, please. It's like right. something like the Misfits would write or something like that. Yes, yes, that's that's what I was thinking. This is and this album is kind of a, a punky vibe oh, yeah. to it in a way. And so, yeah, and we all know James listens to a bunch of like Misfits and Misfits and country music, Waylon Jennings, and so it's kind of right there. Like, sure. Another lyric that's always baffled me in the get the fuck out, you know, that section. He says, oh, I, that I, breakdown part. I rage, I glaze, I hurt, I hate you. What, like a ham? Like, what is he yeah. saying? Now? I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's, a hot, he's a hot ham and uh, he just wants to get out of that, that, uh, that pen. I don't know. Let's get off the farm. I don't. I don't know how he's using the word glaze there because, like, I'm I'm literally looking at the dictionary now, and it's like a smooth, shiny surface (laughs) or like a liquid such as milk. I don't, you know, James. Right. I I suppose he's just like covered in ooze of sorrow and sadness. Yeah, I suppose it's it's a downfield world, I guess. You know. You get a lot of down on you. Yeah, in the downfield world, you just like you're you're a ham. So you're, I don't... you're, you're glazed in oh, down. So I don't know. So, well, what would you make of um, that section where James? It's real sort of uh, John Lennon primal scream therapy there. Like he's letting loose. Oh, he he is letting loose. He's letting loose. And and many many listens through this. I could not stand that. Uh, it's oh really? I, it's it's moments like this. Yeah, it's like moments like that where I actually what made me not want to go back and listen to saying anger. Um, but I do appreciate it now. Um, I appreciate what the band was going through and just kind of the rawness and just kind of spit it out there. And I've seen a couple of live performances of this song. And um, I mean, he's going for it. He's going for it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not even grabbing the guitar. He's like he's grabbing the microphone stand, just kind of screaming. He's got his hat hat over his eyes. It's very personal. And uh, it's definitely not anything that I've heard before. So you know he's he's naked James Hetfield on that part, which now I now I really appreciate that that this is out there. 
for yeah. moments like this. Yeah. 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 Uh, there needs to be a compilation, really, of, of the times in St. Anger, like, um, for instance, at the end of All Within My Hands, where James literally is screeching the word kill until he's horse throated. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. r- really. Yeah. You know, he he marched into some uncharted psychic territory, uh, you know, and, and put it into song. And that's quite unique for someone to do. And then he te- seemingly closed that door, you know, with subsequent records. But at least we've got this insight into his psyche. Uh, and yeah, they get the fuck out of here. Again, maybe it's the bounce theory. I've just listened to this too many times. May I don't know if I truly do like it or not. There are some things to say, even though I enjoy saying I'm like, I don't think this actually works. But, but still... Uh, for James's intrepid exploration there mentally, uh, I applaud it. What do you make of the riff? Um, so, so kind of like it's after like the second verse, that kind of bridge riff, quite quite a basic one, but it builds nicely, I think. Gosh, which which one was that? It's we, kind of like the sort of connected tissue. Uh, I'm trying to think exactly how it goes because a lot of it's very sonically similar, but yeah, it's a little interlude. You know, I totally drawn a blank. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say mm-hmm. it's great. Probably two notes <laughs> bouncing around. I, yeah, it really is. Yeah. I'd have to turn it on right now. And go, oh, that's what you mean. I yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. something about a lot of these songs, honestly, Tom. I just they they. I really have to consciously be trying to listen to it sure. for it to stick in my head. A lot of this does not stick. I get so. it. No, no, no. I do, I do, I do really get that. Yeah. Um. You know, you listen to certain music. Uh. Like you know, I always, I always listen to Van Halen, for example, and there's just no repetition there. Really, they don't, don't linger yeah. on anything. You know, Eddie's constantly inventing, and and it hates to yeah. seemingly return uh, to older ideas. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really happen with Sanger. It does kind of turn to mush in the memory. Uh, you know, I completely do uh, concur with that. As we always do, guys, we reach out to you at Metallica Pod on the Twitter for your thoughts on this track. Lots of comments here for the unnamed feeling. Tommy says, brilliant song. Would have loved it for it been on SM2. The lyrics put you right to Het's mind so eloquently, evocatively. Particularly love the get the fuck out of here section towards the end with emotional turbulence oozing out through vocal cracks and quiet falsetto. Furthermore, the often lauded St. Anger production really benefits this track, assisting the listener in feeling the uneasiness he was trying to convey. Phil says I always felt this is a standout track on the album for all the complaints about the sonic quality of St. Anger I think this song actually benefits from it all like it's supposed to feel raw and unsettling definitely a favourite MTI says I dig it if it wasn't obvious in most of the album you could really tell James is working through some stuff here do I start writing all this down he quotes Tritton says one of the best songs from St. Anger I really love the production and the muddy guitars Heffield shines in the chorus with great vocal harmonies before letting it all out during the bridge Nick says Gem, very underrated and underappreciated song. Ralph says certainly one of the top tracks in St. Anger. The slow build-up at the beginning works really well. Really dig what James is going for here lyrically with his delivery. The layered Vox sound definitely adding something when used here. Bob's rumbling bass to me is outstanding too. And finally, Kevin Van Damme says arguably the best track on the album. I only listen to the Metal Your Podcast cover though. Yeah, of course, uh, you know, Clint has done a, tra- a cover of that track on one of the cover CDs. Really impressive too. Oh, really? Yeah, he has. He has, yeah. Michael, any final thoughts for you on The Unnamed Feeling? Gosh, what do I say about this song? It's, <laughs> you know, it, it's never really connected to me as far as uh, I've never gone through these things that James was, was going through and writing all down on this album. So um, I think there's a bit of a distance, a disconnect for me personally. Yet I've I've seen a lot of people online really love this song. And, and going so far as that it saved their life, like they really connect oh to this anxiety feeling Mm-hmm. And so for that, I can't fault the song. I mean, it just doesn't speak to me on that level. But the fact that a song like this has spoken to so many people, I mean, you have to applaud it. And you have to applaud the nakedness and the willingness for Metallica to go through this step. You know, I think that's kind of great. So mm-hmm. I, I think it and, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, um, it, just there's still the Metallica of old in many elements of this song as well. Like, you know, towards the end of the chorus, it takes me away. Like that moment when it really kicks yeah. up a notch. I really do like that. Yeah. Like, when, it, when it accelerates. I really want some solo after that. But, we, I mean, we get some weird, 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 weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of fine. It's fun. It's fun in retrospect. Yeah. I just think some solos would be good on this album. Going back to it, there's just... There's some spots. There's some spots. Okay. This this could be elevated a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it was a therapy session with backing with backing tracks. <laughs> so there it is. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but I would love for some like young hotshot guitar player to re-record Saint Anger and write solos. Like, because I think mm-hmm. it'd be quite difficult, actually. Uh, maybe that's just mm-hmm. with hindsight, but you know what I mean. Like a lot of the riffs are quite jagged, the tuning especially as well. Yeah, maybe a couple little licks here and there. I, sure. I think I think it can be done. I mean, granted, they're all so down-tuned, and you can't even hear a lot of the intricacies they're doing on the riffs because the no. guitars are so the solo, so that's a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it could... And that's kind of why I rank it second to last. Uh, I, I actually put Reload worse than this. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. <laughs> I'm glad you said I, I that. I put Reload... I put Reload worse than this. Oh, yeah, Reload's uh, because way worse. It, it, it really is. I mean, I, I just do it because I find in this album that there are there are things to enhance, in, in a sense. I mean, sure, the album is out, and that's that's done, but there are things you can enhance in these songs, whereas Reload is just like a shiny shit. <laughs> it's like it's done. <laughs> like, the songs are already out there. <laughs> like, they're garbage. <laughs> you know, for the most part. I, I, I like Memory Remains, so don't get me wrong. Do you? Uh, but yeah. Oh, okay. I uh, do, I do. I really like Memory Remains. Do you like Bad Seed? Bad, no, no. I no. think, honestly, off the top of my head, I like I like Memory Remains, and I like Prince... No, not Where the Wild Things Are. Okay. That's a little oh, weird. Newstead. I like that one. Newstead, Deep Cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, that's not a, an album. Picking a couple tracks doesn't make an album for no, me. So. No, it will, no, like, no. I just no. You know, doing this show puts me in contact with so many people who think Reload's like a great record, and I'm just, I'm scratching my head. I really am. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I am, I am too. Go, it, listen, it, 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 go listen to, to Volume Four. Certain... You know what I'm saying? Like, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, nothing, nothing for me. I don't even like Fuel. That's a huge hit. I don't, I don't, I don't like Fuel. fuel at all. I don't mind Fuel. But... I know. Ne- <laughs> I never like it's fine it's got a okay. good pace it's got a good groove and I realize it's it's a live song now like you go to see yeah. you go to see Metallica they're gonna play Fuel and you're gonna see Flames and Cars and you're, and you're gonna rock <laughs> but I don't yeah. I never want it I don't like Fuel okay <laughs> uh, yeah. and in terms of uh, live performances as well 17 times it was only played on yes. the St. Anger tour it was first played in Tokyo Japan November 11th 2003 and last played you know only a few months later March 14th 2004 in Fresno California now I haven't actually seen any live performances you said you watched a few beforehand oh of the unnamed feeling yeah, yeah I, I yeah. caught a couple um, I only saw I only saw three mm. their first one in Japan it was a little rocky um, but I will say there, the song sounds better live, um, than it does on the album. I, I honestly think the album is the worst, worst taste of the song that you can get. Like every live performance I saw, and it might have something to do with Lars's drums, to be totally honest with you. Um, they just sound a little bit more, it mixes with the music. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. It's the unnamed feeling. Uh, fans like it. It's a deep track. Sure. But it didn't seem to play after like 2004. I don't think they've played it since then. 
I, I, can't I don't really have like a go-to like this is the ultimate uh, unnamed feeling <laughs> performance. You gotta check this out. I, I don't know. It's it sounds better live in the album, and that I can say. And it's kind of neat to see James up there like doing his hands and grabbing his head. I mean, it's a little cheese. He's kind of doing the Kabuki theater that you don't really <laughs> not used to seeing James do, but he's you know oh my get the fuck out of my head. It's, you know, but he's going there, and I I I I applaud him. It's you know good for James. I love James so. Do it. To, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just looking on the website as well. Apparently, he played it on New Year's Eve, two thousand and three, in Vegas uh, at, at the joint. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then, but it's, I, I don't think it's one they're going to dust off, you know, for future tours. To be honest, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly could see it being dusted off. It I don't was know a if there's single, a big call to be for fair. It, but yeah, it seems that it seems that like Saint Anger, I think, has been making a comeback and maybe frantic. I, I feel like what. This, the cycle of music. Maybe people want to hear more Reload and Saint Anger songs. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they brought it out again. I really wouldn't. Because yeah. it seems to be a deep track that people love, like their favorite off the album. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's spoken <laughs> of a lot, and it came out as an EP, uh, January twelfth, two thousand and four, with lots of live mm-hmm. tracks. They're actually recording at the Bataclan in Paris uh, in 2003. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, a lot of people know it was kind of an international EP. So I remember that being a release over here. And, and my friend Ryan, who I did the Hardwired uh, exhibition recap with recently, I remember him having that. And the glory days of taking a CD and ripping it to your own computer and then returning it like a pirate. Like, yeah, yeah. That, uh, yes. that, that, that was the fucking best. But, um, but yeah, that is uh, the, the unnamed feeling. Um, you know, I guess just before we go, Michael, like you, you know, yourself uh musically how, how do people find your stuff oh right now you can find me on uh, the social medias i'm at uh well my name is uh, hampton my last name's hampton you can find me at hamptainment uh but as far as the band goes under the sun is the name of my black sabbath tribute band and you can find us on facebook and instagram at sabbath under the sun and we uh we're doing really well things are going really well for us only up and to the moon i tell you it's going good no that's so cool like you know and and yeah it's l- great good luck with the gig tonight as well Oh, dude, thank you very much. We're going to have a great time. Have you um, have you ever spoke to Dean Del Rey? I don't know if you know who he is. I do know who he is. I've never spoke to him. But uh, actually, we to be honest, he we've talked on Twitter a little bit. Okay. He has no idea who I am. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's one and done. But nonetheless, I have Twitter contact with Dean Del Rey. Okay. I like his podcast. Oh, yeah, I like his podcast. Yeah. Quite. Like, I don't, I don't mean to be a hater because I actually really like his podcast. But I don't find him funny mm-hmm. as a comedian at all. I've actually never even heard his comedian, his stand-up. I've yeah, only his heard his podcast. A bit, like, like, I'm saying this as someone who is a fan of his, but he's kind of one of those guys, like, you know what I mean? Like, Joe Rogan's the same. It's like, I'm a fan of his podcast, but I hate his, like, I just don't find him funny. Like, it's weird. Oh, that's funny you bring that up, because uh, Joe Rogan's the name that came to mind right after you brought up Dean Del Rey, because I friggin', I worship the podcast of Joe Rogan, I'm not going to lie, and um, oh, yeah. no, not his stand-up, I'm like, I want to laugh. Like, it's I'm ready to goofy, like it. Like... I'm ready to like it. I want yeah, to love I'm primed, it. I'm like, like... Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogan stand up compared to Saint Anger is amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I yeah, right, entirely, right, right. entirely concur. But like, I'd rather, I'd rather hang out with the guys of Metallica than watch them perform Saint Anger. Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, guys. As always, follow us at MetallicaPod. Get in touch, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. 
we've got lots of cool songs coming up in the future as well so make sure to um, subscribe to the Patreon you get access to them first we've got Until It Sleeps coming next week uh, then The View Ooh. The Wait uh, Voltorus which is kind of their live song that they only played live uh, Wasted My Hate and then we did it again with Swiss Beats and then only about another 10 songs left <laughs> after that guys so uh, yeah we're getting into the real good stuff finally but uh, yeah iTunes Spotify all that sort of stuff Michael this has been a treat again I mean people should go back and check out the small hours right oh absolutely episode 187 what yeah. I, I, I haven't done 187 episodes yet it might have been a little bit wait earlier. what <laughs> yeah. maybe my numbers are off <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah just go with the small hours yeah everybody out there don't don't listen to a word i say yeah i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh all right Never do. <laughs> this has been uh this has been the unnamed feeling michael thanks again absolutely tom i appreciate it thank you <laughs> <laughs>